This is Dr. AJ. Do supply and demand forecasts for health services match our experiences or meet actual needs? Information that I'm presenting in this column are from Kaihai, the Medical Post, and the Province's Physician Resource Plan, which is available on the internet to the public. Let me repeat a few details from my last column to set the stage for this discussion. Since the 2008-2009 economic meltdown, rise in health costs have been controlled, so that from 2009 to 2013, the average annual growth rate in spending has been 0.22%, while the projected overall spending growth in health has been 1.2%. In fact, according to Kai Hai in 2015, the rate of growth in health spending per capita is expected to be less than the rates of inflation and population growth combined. So, what justifies the call for cutting back on funding healthcare services? The reason for provincial government complaints is that health takes up 40% of government budgets despite these measures and these trends. Government spending on physicians continues to grow the fastest annually at 2.2%, compared with two big healthcare costs, hospitals at 0.9% and drugs at 0.7%. Physician numbers and physician remuneration have been growing steadily. Kaihai reported there were 224 more doctors per 100,000 population in 2014, and that between 2010 and 2014, the rise in the number of doctors has outpaced population growth threefold. Nova Scotia's Physician Resource Planning, released in 2012, states that the province has 7.1% more doctors. This is equivalent to 129 full-time doctors. It further suggested that in 2008-2009, the population per full-time doctor in Canada was 553 to 1, compared to 514 to 1 in Nova Scotia, thus suggesting that we had more doctors per capita in Nova Scotia. Headlines are created from stunning declarations such as this, when in reality, citizens in the, provinces, in the province have been struggling to find a family doctor and have been experiencing long wait times for specialist services since 2012. Clearly, the headlines and the numbers alone are not telling the whole story. Let us go to the source of the numbers in the report and dissect the methods that were used to get the numbers. First of all, it was based on data gathered from 2004-2005, extending to 2009 and 2010. This time frame and data set was used to permit identification of trends and to then analyze them. The report itself cautioned that changes in physician counts occurring after March 31, 2010 are not reflected in the baseline of the forecast. Active physician lists were determined using billing data, as well as the College of Physician and Surgeons of Nova Scotia's registry file. The list then underwent external review and was reconciled. The original estimated physician numbers went from 
2,800 down to 2,215 individual doctors, with the resulting 1,988 full-time doctor equivalents. However, this is estimation at best, since it was fairly complex to get exact numbers and services rendered. As it turns out, no single source has complete and accurate information on the licensed specialties by individual, let alone the actual time spent seeing patients and providing clinical care. In fact, data on access to medical consultation and services wait times and lists were not available and therefore were not included in this report. When broken down further, the family doctor ratio in Canada was 948 to 1 compared to 1114 to 1 in Nova Scotia, suggesting we had 17.5% fewer family doctors than the rest of the country, which was about 148 full-time doctors. The specialist ratio in Canada was 1354 to 1, compared to 953 to 1 in Nova Scotia, suggesting we have 30% more specialists, which is equivalent to 293 full-time doctors. However, the report cautions these ratios do not substitute for more detailed assessment within each specialty. For example, the population of Nova Scotia has some of the highest numbers of people with chronic disease, and a highest number of the population that is aging, thus determining the need for services. In fact, specialist groups serve the broader Atlantic province populations and not just Nova Scotia's provincial population. Assume that our population stays constant at 944,000, forecasted from 2012 to 2021. This population will have increased chronic diseases and will be 6% older on average in the next 10 years and will consume health services equivalent to a population of 1,100,000. ,000. It will be as if the population increased by 16%. Again, the basis for this forecast and predictions for future trends is based on data from 2004 to 2010. In 2016, we have faced the unprecedented rate of retirement of aging physicians, the influx of refugees requiring culturally sensitive care, preparations for medically assisted dying, the rising challenge of opioid dependence and deaths, and recently, the devastating flooding in Cape Breton. How does the government take these demands on health services into account in real time? How is the Physician Resource Plan modified mathematically to match what the next 10 years will require based on demands on services which have already taken place in real time and will clearly impact the bottom line? Do they take health service resource needs into account when they're looking at growing the economy of our province? The list of such questions is long. This complex maze of numbers fails to offer us the ability to intelligently measure the varying needs 
for our health services. And it fails to match them with the outcomes that truly matter to people and their communities.